Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Wake and Rake podcast. In my mind, you just wake up and go rake. I don't think you're crazy to think that the Brewers have a shot to win it all. I really don't. They are getting... They're good pitching. I mean, you get... At the right time, Yeah, you get four hitters in that lineup to get hot. They can play defense, obviously, so... uh, And they can pitch the ball really well. Best record since August 9th. Dodgers, Braves, and Brewers right after that. Follow at Wake and Rake Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I'm kind of a big deal. Here's Danny and Will. Logan Webb threw a complete game last night. Danny. Hey, we Rick. haven't started Who? recording it. You got to let me introduce That's the song you. played today in his video. I thought it was... You know Who? what? We're, we're just going to start this episode, episode 99, Wake and Rake Podcast. Wednesday, oh. September 27th. We Are we going to be 100? Back. Middlebrooks is out, so we get the boys back in. And Middlebrooks <laughs> is hot, by the way, London, because we did worse stadiums last week, and you decided to put Dodger Stadium, and Middlebrooks got on the uh, the latest podcast that we did, and the first thing he said to me is he goes, who the fuck is L-Train, and why did he choose <laughs> Dodger Stadium? As the hey, you know a lot of people ask that question. <laughs> hey, you know, you, know what, you know what we all messed up, though? We No one said... Coliseum. How did no one I say think, Coliseum? It was. I think we were taking Tampa and A's off the list, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because we were oh, assuming yeah. graphic either. I mean, the Rays and the A's get new ballparks. Yeah, but still, someone wasn't listening. Yeah, or yeah, I wasn't. How many I was thought? playing two K, and I was listening. Also, half the people in the comments uh, didn't read <laughs> the actual post. The ones that did did not like Dodger Stadium as your choice. Oh did, oh, did people on the internet not understand the full context? I'm so shocked. <laughs> what a surprise. All right, boys. A um, couple things on the docket today. I want to talk about Blake Snell and Logan Webb because Webby threw an absolute gem last night in San Francisco. I want to talk about the uh, postseason a little bit. Faceless Man had a great idea to talk about which pitching staff would you want going into the postseason among the playoff teams right now. And then I want to talk about the Giants a little bit, and I want to talk about a little bit about the injuries that pitching has suffered this year, starting pitching wise, because it's been, you know, Shane McClanahan um, started out with Robbie Ray in Seattle. Like we're seeing injuries left and right. Max Scherzer is down again. The entire Dodgers rotation is down. So like starting rotation wise, starting pitching, I mean, they've been hit hard all season long by injuries, and I have an idea that might fix it all. Faceless man, do you want to start? with postseason staffs. I know you're really excited about that topic. Yeah, so you want to do like order of all it's like the playoffs ended today. Um you know who we go with at the twelve teams? Yeah. So all yeah. Right. I got my order. You know I'm sure people are gonna get pissed off. Hopefully not as pissed off as saying Dodger Stadium's the worst stadium in baseball besides the Rays or uh the Coliseum. But here's my twelve right in a row. I go Brewers, Blue Jays, Tampa Bay, Twins, Baltimore, the Astros, Phillies, Cubs, Dodgers, Braves, Texas, and end it with the D-backs. Interesting. Giants, or I'm sorry, not Giants, Braves and Dodgers, who are the two favorites going into the playoffs to win the World Series, you had them toward the bottom. I do. I looked at their stats, and they weren't as impressive as I thought, and I'm just going to go pure analytical. Even though, as we look at teams this year that have done that, or have been on the other side of the spectrum, haven't done well. 
but I'm just going to go straight analytics with it. I don't think you're crazy to think that the Brewers have a shot to win it all. I really don't. They are getting yeah, a good pitching. I mean, you get at the right you, time. Well, too. Yeah, you get four hitters in that lineup to get hot. They can play defense, obviously. So, uh, and they can pitch the ball really well. I don't know. We'll see. That's baseball, though. Are the Dodgers really a favorite? I mean, to win the yeah, world. Here, I can get the odds up. Pretty good. Yeah. Hey, Manuel, how, how do you like the yes. Brewers? I love the Brewers. I love the Brewers. The Brewers remind me of Atlanta when they won it all. You don't like the Brewers. You love the Brewers. I love the Brewers. I hate the Dodgers. I'm a huge Dodger fan. They're not going to win it. They never have the the bullpen staff. They've lost Dudius. Who knows what's going to happen with Kershaw? He's older. That that lineup up and down is not meant to win a World Series. I don't think they're meant for deep playoff run. You mean the staff, not the line, not the offense, right? Because the offense, they got plenty on offense. I mean, hey. Yeah, they have plenty on offense. I think as a Dodger fan, I'm being a little pessimistic in years <laughs> comparison. I feel like there's been so many, so much better lineups in years past and so much better rotations in years past. But the biggest, you know, eyesore of the Dodgers, which is always is, is their bullpen. And I felt like this year they went and grabbed nobody. I mean, who was their big signing this year? For the Dodgers, pitching wise? Yeah. Anything wise. Rojas? I mean, they're going they- to. Money at the end of the year, so it was kind of quiet for him, right? Exactly, and that's my point. Is like I felt like this year, I think was a surprise for Dodger fans how well they did without Lux, um, without Bueller, without May. I think it's like wow, this is super promising. But I don't think any Dodger fans like this is the team to win it all. So according to BetMGM, odds mm-hmm. to win the World Series, Atlanta Braves plus two ninety. Los Angeles Dodgers at plus 400 and the Baltimore Orioles at plus 700. Yeah, I would not take that Dodger bet. Two favorites are Braves, Dodgers. And then after that, Rays, Astros, Rangers in that order. Hmm. I ain't seen them Brewers on there. (laughs) Brewers? Where are the Brewers? Let's see. No, I said I'm not. (laughs) Brewers are a plus 2,500. If I'm a betting man, dude. What? the money on the Brewers. What? Well, you can you should twenty five hundred. You yeah. get. Do they like, watch baseball? Them getting the NLDS. Is that a bet somewhere? At least that. Or at NLDS, NLCS. L train. You like the Brewers this year? Uh, I do. I was just I was looking at some stats just now. Uh, the <laughs> the Brewers have the lowest uh, opposing uh, batting average. Yeah, they can pitch. They can toss the ball. And one of the lowest uh, whips as well. Dude, they, they've also had uh, like one of the biggest jumps and improvements of farm systems since three years ago. They were like 30th three years, three or four years ago, and now they're top 10. I don't think that really matters this year, though. Oh, no, it does. I'm just saying. Are we talking about starting pitching staffs or what? Just the, yeah, start, yeah, pitching staff. Yeah, just the, the, the starting staff that you want among the playoff teams right now, the, the one starting staff that you would want. Among the playoff teams, who would you want? Go ahead, I'll train. I don't know. Give me five. Give me five guys that look good up there. <laughs> Who's got that? Just aesthetically. <laughs> yeah, just aesthetically, like look like they're they mean business, and you know they get on that mound, they piss on it. It's theirs. Best re- by the way, best record since August 9th. So that's about forty five games. Dodgers, Braves, and Brewers. Right after that, in Major League Baseball. So, do you, do you think the Phillies got a chance? 
Oh, absolutely. No. You know who's on the Philly train is Brooksy. Brooksy loves the Phillies. Yeah. Do you think really? Also, okay. I'm not saying like Reese Hoskins is the best player in the world, but he's he's an impact, and especially to a lineup to where you could you have some backbone and you can't pitch around people as much. How much do you think their season would be different if they had Reese all year? We all know Reese's contract would be awesome, possibly coming into this offseason if he didn't get hurt, but that's a different story. Like, do you think he'd make a huge difference this year? Do you think they could be competing for the NL East if he was in their lineup? I mean, their offense is pretty fucking good without Reese, to be honest. It's true. Yeah, but the Braves were the Braves this year, and then Trey Turner honestly didn't show up until the back half of the season. I don't know if Reese makes up a 13-game difference. I mean – there's just it's it's harder for the opposing pitchers of like you can't pitch for sure to work around that lineup, but yeah, I mean Trey Turner in. needs to show up for the first you know for the, before the All Star break. And Bryce, by the way, Bryce Harper was out for the first month. Yeah, month and a half. They 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 they, uh, they definitely limp their way through the season. Like it, it's it's pretty impressive what they were able to do with Trey Turner not playing well, yeah. Harper being out, Hoskins being out. Like they. Obviously, they have so many other guys on that team, but I just felt like the, when the big star players are out, it's almost like <laughs> defeating. Hey, Danny. You know, uh, you know who's had a great year for the, the Phillies this year? That's a pitcher who was traded for a guy named Milky. Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler was not traded for Milky. Carlos, sure Carlos Beltran. Oh, it's Carlos Beltran. Shit. I'm sorry if my joke. <laughs> Idiot. Still Dude, he trade, was doing right? so good up until that point. I felt like he was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta tell the crowd because your dog's name is Melky, so I always try to find the. Well, you failed. Yeah, terrible. Ooh. Brutal. No, Melky was a off, just a free agent signing, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, wasn't the best one either. Uh, he was the best until you know. Melky Cabrera helped the Giants win the World Series out here. You might not have been on the team for the postseason, but he helped that team. Fair enough. What? So many other greats in the spin. Yeah, I mean, you just say Melky Cabrera helped the team win the World Series in 2014. But he wasn't on the postseason roster? Exactly, but he put him in a position to be in the postseason. You You got to everything you just said. He was the all-star game MVP. Oh, 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 that's basically like the best player in the world, right? No. Like when nobody plays for nine innings and then you win the All-Star Game MVP. London, was he not in line to win the batting title that year? You can't he, he was, yeah, he he help the team. Yeah, he should have won it, right? He but he helped them win the World Series. Well, he kind of did. You have the whole season to get to the postseason and he contributed. I understand hard. that, but like you don't like, I don't know. It, Manny, it just sounds so weird. Side. Because uh, you guys are dumb, that's why. What are you no, talking dude. about? A you're guy who a little in the playoffs helped them win the World Series? I mean, it's baseball. He helped them get there. He's right. 162 <laughs> games, Manny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I understand. Uh, yeah, and none of them matter until you start in October. None no, of them mean a thing. Well, you got to win some of them to get there. <laughs> I know you got to win some of them, but what are we talking about? We're not all the Dodgers, okay? Series. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just because you guys like get, bring your bat boy up to get hot in October doesn't mean that the rest of the league is like, oh, that you know, without without that guy who didn't do anything in the playoffs, they wouldn't have won it. <laughs> yeah, what's what's that one Italian guy say on TV? And my if my grandmother had wheels, she'd be a fight. What are we talking about? <laughs> he was in the playoffs, but he helped them win. Well, yeah. He, I, do you not understand what he's saying? I understand the concept of getting him there, but it's just like oh, it's it's like the concept of like. 
why aren't the Angels in the in the playoffs if they have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani? It takes a whole team. Exactly. That guy helps them get to the spot. To... Oh, this makes me so mad. Did you guys talk about this like before? Are you playing a joke on me right now? <laughs> no, I, I just talked to you. <laughs> of the, if my grandma had wheels, she'd be a bike type thing. Very Sheffield Jr., I'm looking at you. I know you're a fan of the show. I know you're listening. Um, we actually played against each other when you were at ACU, by the way. Uh, Junior, you quote tweeted one of my tweets. It said, if the Padres had gone just six and six in extra innings this year, they would be 82 and 73 and in sole possession of the second wildcard spot, which is absolutely true. And he quote tweeted it and said, if my grandma had wheels, she would be a bike. Yeah, dude, because what are we talking about? If the Padres had just gone 500 ball in extra innings, they would be in a postseason spot. Instead, they are. I, I I get that. I'm 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 talking in regards to Melky. I'm really still upset about that. But How are you still just it. accept you're wrong? This is like the Pac-12 thing. Oh, dude, we're so off. We're so off. Anyways, move on. <laughs> we're not off. I'm right about the Pac-12. Danny's right about that. My my joke about Melky just fell through the cracks as it made no sense because I was stupid. We're all wrong. In some aspects. You just want to bail yourself out. <laughs> best, hey, best, best rotation, man. You're not maybe not best rotation, or the one rotation you want heading into the postseason would be Atlanta, hundred percent Atlanta. That thing, that that rotation's nasty. They're yeah. kind of limping. Uh, Max Freed's on the IL with a blister. Uh, Charlie Morton just left, and he could be injured. Still I win? still take Atlanta. Sounds like it, it, talking about something again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Charlie Morton was that. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. We lost so many guys. So I'll, I'll rescind that. Um, God, I don't know then. Charlie Man, uh, Morton's dealing with a finger injury. He will miss the NLDS. And then, Well, they just got back Kyle Wright, but he's been getting lit up. Yeah. He's not the same Kyle Wright as 2022. No, but I, I hate when people say that after someone comes back from an injury. It's like, oh, they're not the same. It's like, give them a, give them a bit of time. I mean, Bellinger's a perfect example of that, but... It's just a matter of finding out when they, I guess, come back online. I don't know. I don't know any like other rotations. That I'll, are give some con- I'll give you some. I'll give you some context. So, best starting pitcher ERA this year. Toronto Blue Jays lead all major league, major league baseball, which surprised me a little bit with a three seven eight ERA. Twins, mm-hmm. Minnesota Twins, second three point eight zero ERA. Padres three point eight one, Tampa Bay Rays three point nine one, Seattle Mariners three point nine two, and the Texas Rangers at three point nine three, followed by the Milwaukee Brewers at seven with a three nine seven ERA as a rotation. I feel like such a casual because yeah, I just haven't kept up. If you go just earn runs, then you got the Brewers and the Blue Jays tied. So ERA that could be a top. I won't just earn runs. I feel like. I don't know. I I feel like I like a casual. Like I feel like I don't even know Tampa starting Bay's rotations right now. I don't know. Yeah, Tampa, Tampa Tampa just analytically, Tampa you just kind of got to trust them. But I don't know. I to me, Atlanta had the strongest rotation coming in, but obviously, I sound like a fool calling them the guys to beat. But if they're healthy, I, I don't know. I, if they're healthy, I, I like their chances. I I just question whether Morton's healthy and Freed's healthy, and like you said, Cal Wright, whether he's healthy. Uh-huh. Well, Kyle Wright's healthy. He's just not. He's he's not in late season condition right now. He's not Bryce, there. Bryce Elder's been getting hit around in the second half too. So, I mean, you get. Let's see, the Rays. You got Glass now. 
The Rays, the Rays have limped all season. The Rays, dude, let me tell you, man, that's one of the better stories of the season. Normally, we talk about the Rays about being an incredible story because of their payroll and they shouldn't be in this position. Dude, the Rays this year, it's it's not been about payroll for them. It's been about what they've been able to overcome injury-wise. Ra- so wouldn't you consider that in your factor of like pitching staffs you'd want in the postseason in a, in a one-month run? Yeah, but here's the problem is they've lost an entire rotation. Shane McElanahan, Jeffrey Springs, Drew Rasmussen, and Shane Baz <clears throat> all out for the season with arm injuries. That's four out of their starting rotation spots right there. Now let's look at the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are going in strong. Gosman. Yeah. They Gosman. I haven't kept up. Has Gosman been what he was paid for? Yeah. Like has he been the Giants Gosman? Yes. Yeah. He'll finish top three probably in Cy Young voting this year. Yeah, could you imagine if the Giants had Gosman and uh Wheeler right now? That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So Bass, in the playoffs. Bassett, Barrios, Gosman, Kikuchi's been pitching very well this year, and then it just got back Yenjin Ryu as well. Um Blue Jays have a solid rotation. You also gotta, go into the, I, I wouldn't pick them out of all the teams that they wouldn't be my number one team, but it's got to be Minnesota, right? I was going to say, man, Minnesota's up there and their yeah. offense is trash. Pablo Lopez. The their offense has one of the highest strikeout percentages in, in all of baseball, but their starting rotation is what's kept, kept them afloat mm-hmm. all season long. I, I, I'm leaning towards Minnesota. You got to say it right. Minnesota. And Milwaukee, honestly. The North, the Great the North. North. The North. There you go. Yeah, yeah, you got to go with Minnesota. Pablo Lopez, Sonny Gray, Bailey Auber, Kent Maeda. Kent Maeda is so uh, experienced in the playoffs, too, from all those Dodger runs. That let's, dude was so, like, he was just a Swiss Army knife in the playoffs. Let's not sleep on Houston. You want to talk about experience? Oh, they, Obviously they, not. they could make a run, too. I mean, I guess it's baseball. Everybody can make a run, but. Bramber, Javier. Berlander, JP France, Hunter Brown. Yeah. Astros is going to be there too. London. Yeah. I, I think it's more than five minutes. Phillies, 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 Phillies. Out of all the rotations going into the postseason, you're taking the Phillies. Yeah. You got Wheeler. Phillies. Wheeler, uh, Nola, um, Suarez. Suarez, and they're probably going to kick. Lorenz into the bullpen. Well, he he was added. He was he only just started starting, right? Like consistent, like added the rotation. Uh, he's kind of been more of a hybrid guy since coming over from Detroit. Yeah. They also have uh, well, Juan Walker as well. Yeah. Yep. Give me him. Give me they're, all. Of them. They're twelfth in the league. Their starting rotation is four point two zero ERA, but it's gotten better as the season has gone on, starting wise. So. I'll go with Minnesota and, or Milwaukee, one of those two for sure. And the Phillies have probably had the longest hair of all the uh, pitching rotations in the MLB. So, how much should you consider? Like, <clears throat> I guess you don't. The teams don't play their own divisions as much. But like, you look at the AL East, and they're just kind of in a gauntlet all year. Does that stand out to you guys more? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's the Blue Jays and the. The Rays, like, do those organizations stand out? Not, yeah, I guess organizations stand out more because they've been competing with higher caliber. Even though it's not as much as it used to be, it's more spread out. Or does that not matter as much anymore for you guys? I think it matters. You still play more divisional games than you do outside yeah. the division. So, yeah, I think it matters. 
yeah, less mistakes you can make inside your division. Yeah, if, if the Twins were playing the Yankees, Rays, Blue Jays 18 times a year, their ERA probably wouldn't be 3.80. Yeah, you say the same thing about the Brewers. Yeah. I mean, they're Fair. Probably, yeah. So, I don't know. Quick quick uh, question for you guys. So, last night I went to the Giants-Padres game in San Francisco. Logan Webb threw a CG shutty. Hold and- on one second. No, go on, go on. Logan went through a CG shutty, and Blake Snell was dominant <laughs> for six innings. Uh, so, let me ask you this. Wh- which of the pitchers would you rather have right now as a team? And it might vary because it might be a case-by-case situation. Would you rather have Blake Snell, who's going to give you six dominant innings, and he has a 2.22, right? Or would you rather have Logan Webb, who's thrown nearly 40 more innings? But he has a 3.3 ERA. So, like, which pitcher would you ra- rather have? Someone dominant for five to six innings or someone very, very good for six to seven innings? Who's going first? Oh, sounds like I am. Oh, Logan Webb all day. Complete bias decision, but he's just a dog. Like, I know this personality. I want Logan Webb by far. London? Yeah, logo web. Because the analytics uh, would be opposite, it, right? Well, who's who? Well, I, I almost feel like who's in your bullpen. That matters. You could no, just say they've got a bullpen both sides. Who cares in the bullpen? Not when he's throwing complete games. Shut up, baby. That's the second one this year. Yeah. Hold on. Okay, but what about the other 20 starts? <laughs> uh, offense didn't produce. I don't know. No, but I'm fault. saying you have to go to the bullpen at some don't point. Look- uh, don't, don't, <laughs> don't have to. I'm saying bullpen. What? Like, who's in the bullpen? Whose bullpen do we have? Do we have the Padres bullpen or do we have the Giants bullpen? That that's what I mean. It's kind of be could be case by case, I guess. But the fact that you can make the argument that like Logan Webb is comparable to Blake Snell, kind of. It's so disappointing how much Logan Webb isn't celebrated in the MLB. Wins above replacement this year, 5.7 for Webb, 6.1 for Snell. And Snell's going to run away with the Cy Young Award. Yeah. Did you see his post-game interview? Yeah, he wasn't happy with the culture. He did a good job, though. Did you also see the silver bullet above him? Uh, I missed it. You know what that is? Coors Light? Yeah, it was just kind of cool. It was funny. It was above his locker. I was like, <laughs> a little silver bullet hanging up there. But yeah, he wasn't happy. What did, did Webb say? Well, basically, like, you know, they asked him about the Cy Young situation, which, I mean, he probably won't win that. But he was like, basically, yeah, it's cool, but I just want to win. And mm-hmm. I hope we can – it's kind of like essentially calling somebody out. I don't know if necessarily like on purpose or like – it wasn't like really intentionally calling somebody out, but just as a culture they can figure out an identity to win moving forward. Because he's there for how, – how long is this – they kind of have him on a good deal. Right, they guys. Signed him. They just resigned yeah. him, yeah, or extended yeah. him, I should say. Extended him, and so he's there, and he wants to be there. He's he's from around there, so um, kind of just start to start a winning culture in San Francisco again. That's the plan. That's what he wants. And I don't know if it was directed at the teammates in the clubhouse or front office. Who knows? Maybe it wasn't directed at anyone necessarily. But the exact quote from Webby was, "quote It's not enjoyable. It's not fun." We've got to make some big changes in here to really create that winning culture where we show up every year and try to win the whole thing, unquote. Yeah. Damn. Dog. 
So yeah, it's oh, kind of yeah, like quietly it. calling him out, but that's why I was like, I don't know. I'd rather have Logan than Snow. Just something off that. Like guy says that he's got a silver bullet above his locker room. Like it's kind of funny. It's the guy you want. That's a that's yeah. a quiet call out. That is a scream in the face of the organization. That is. I wasn't trying to. I don't know. He's like they asked him a question. He said he wants to win. Yeah, it's no, right. I get Ball that. Player. But he's like, he's like, oh, things got to change. Like, whoa. Well, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, they got to start winning. They're not winning. I mean, no, I'm yeah, saying yeah. like specific things. Specific things don't need to change. Just wins and no, losses. But- the the people inside the building know. Yeah. Well, then they they asked him afterwards. I'm pretty sure, like more of a pointed question. You know, they wanted to get more out of like, who are you who are you talking about? You're talking about front mm-hmm. office talk, and he still kept like very. You know, he did a mature job, professional way about it. Mm-hmm. Didn't say anything. Hey, London, how many Giants games have you gone to this year? One. Dude, let me tell you, the culture in that ballpark is just night and day from what it used to be and what it is now. So they're still winning games. They're competitive still, but nobody gives a shit in that ballpark because they don't know any of the players. Do you you think the, is it the, has the, how is the atmosphere outside of the ballpark? If you know what I mean? Has it changed at all? Are you talking about the city? Yeah. Like the city out there. Like I know that section of the area is not too bad in general, but. I, I mean, that, that's pretty much the same. I mean, you're getting on average, though, for attendance wise, they're averaging about 20 to 25,000 people this year at Oracle Park, which is it's bananas. They used to get 40, 39 every night. Where? At Oracle Park. They used or AT&T. They used to get exactly, exactly. Pull it out. Right. So I, I think just the lack of star power has really hurt that squad. And like me growing up a Giants fan, London growing up a Giants fan, like we went to the parades. We went to I the went ballparks to- when they were in it every single year. And I know that winning has a lot to do with it, but this is where the analytics really hurt baseball because you just don't have as many people showing up to the ballpark in San Francisco because they don't want to watch Wilmer Flores hitting three hole. They don't want to watch Michael Conforto pinch hit in the eighth inning because the lefty was on the mound. You know, like this is the analytical approach has really hurt the game in this, in this fast. I think San Francisco has been hit very hard. I think Boston has been hit very hard. Um, by this analytical, you know, approach to the game. I, I think it's hurt the game a lot. Post Aaron Judge signing, who did they have their like sights on? Well, they tried to get Korea. Korea. Oh, Korea. they oh, that's right. That's right. I totally forgot about Korea. They, they were in slippery on... fish. Yeah. Little slippery fish just slipped right off the hook. <laughs> unlucky offseason, kinda. Yeah, yeah, they've they've been in on guys, but they've swung a miss, and they haven't seemed to have a plan B. So they've gone after these. They were in on Bryce Harper. They were reportedly in, you know, in the sweepstakes for possibly Garrett Cole and and uh, some other big name guys. And then they become the bridesmaids, which is fine. You're not going to win every free agent deal, but you've got to have a plan B. And their plan Bs have been Mitch Hanniger's and uh, mm-hmm. Anthony DeSclafani's and Kyle Harrison. Obs. Well, Kyle Harrison's not a guy that they trade or signed. I know, but they brought they call like you have to start relying on your farm system too. So they called him up. Yeah, I guess that goes back to Hook's thing. Do you think? Do you think the city's contributing to them not landing guys at all? Like the state of the city, like economic wise. And like, would you want to make the drive to that ballpark every day? That's kind of what I'm asking because a lot of people are leaving the barrier too. I, I don't think, know. Be, I think you look around conversation. I think you look around the league, and a lot of the big cities are probably experiencing a lot of this. Yeah, same. Chicago, Los Angeles. 
post post COVID, man, these cities have been hit hard economically wise. And yeah, that's very maybe true. San Francisco, maybe San Francisco is an extreme case. You know, I don't want to get too political here because that's not mm-hmm. expertise uh, expertises. But you know, people are moving out of New York City too. But that's very true. People still but, want to but, the Yankees. You know, but but I guess like. I feel like other other cities have surrounding areas that you might want to go to. Yeah, but what, okay. what does SF have like no, Livermore? Or... I I don't think that's what's going on because like the Warriors sell out all the time. That's true. That's one hundred percent true. Then they're they're, it's, they're across the street, so that's not it. Yeah, I guess the are they are they just going all in too hard on these big guys and not doing enough smaller like realizing like hey we might not get aaron judge let's keep these talks going elsewhere but who knows what that front office is doing no one really knows except for them amen to that yeah i didn't even i didn't even know uh the braves had a bad pitching staff until now (laughs) so going into the postseason boys have to kind of wrap up shop here i know i kind of buried the lid a little a little bit and i talked about how i was going to come up with an idea about like how to avoid so many starting pitching injuries i'll we can kind of close up here. Let me let me pose this question. I already talked about how these starting uh, starting pitchers have been really hit hard from injuries. The Dodgers rotation is down. The Braves rotation is down. The Mariners rotation has been hit hard. The entire Rays starting rotation is out. And I think a lot of it has to do with the new pitch clock, getting used to it. And these arms aren't used to pitching 100 pitches in an hour and a half span. And that's what mm-hmm. the pitch clock is forcing these pitchers to do. So what do you think of this? So in the Little League, you have a pitch count. Right, you can only throw so many pitches in so many days, and you have to have so many days off in between your starts. Similarly, cer- uh, certain high schools and high school leagues have similar pitch counts, so you can only pitch a certain amount of times in a week and a certain amount of innings in a week. When I was in school, we couldn't pitch more than ten innings per week. So, the way that pitchers have gone, the way that they're being used, the way that they're throwing 102 mile an hour laser balls right now, it seems like pitchers have evolved faster than their health has been able to evolve. In other words, like these pitchers cannot take the toll of a 162 game season and pitch 30 starts and throw 102 for a hundred pitches. Like it doesn't seem like they're capable of doing that. At least that's not what the injury report tells us. So what do we think of implementing a minimum days off for pitching staffs in major league baseball to give them longer recovery time? I think that I don't like. Oh, it. Go ahead, London. I don't like it. They're grown men, Danny. They they're not, those rules are for kids that <laughs> that can't speak for themselves or don't know how their arms feeling or why it feels this way or that way. They're grown men. Uh, and then how how would you implement that? Like, what do you get? How many days? Ten days. I kind of tossed on there. Days, what do you, what? Yeah, I, I well, think it end. Yeah, I'm saying they have what five to six days now. Like with the regular, depending if they have a break in between, <clears throat> like a game break. Yeah. So, what are you gonna? Do? I don't know. You gonna increase like roster size for pitchers, or? Yeah, it gets convoluted for sure. Because now you're talking about more players on a roster. Now you're talking about more spending from a front office standpoint. I get it's complicated. I get it's convoluted. But these guys like to like it. The the numbers tell us that these guys cannot handle the toll of a 162 game season. Starting pitching wise, not not. I I don't want. I'm saying give them ten days off. I'm not saying that, but give them 
mandatory starting pitchers have to have six days off in between starts and see what happens. I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of get uncomfortable with the idea of another rule enforcement. It's like Big Brother coming back down, the MLB onto these teams, and they are like <clears throat> grown men. And maybe for a while, it'll be adjustment period for the next five to 10 years. But if, say, if these injuries kept happening, the pendulum would swing back to like players and they'd probably be thinking about where they would want to sign to. And they would probably be like, well, okay, for example, say if Texas was really good on arm health and they did treat their pitchers, give them more time off or whatever it was that, that helped their arm, then like team guys would probably might focus that way. And so then teams would have to follow that trend. I just kind of want to, would rather see baseball in that aspect carry itself kind of like a laissez-faire approach like it, it will correct itself eventually because then you throw okay. in another rule complication teams are going to be pissed teams are going to find a way around it then you have to expand rosters and etc i mean i see what you're saying but at the same time things will just change will self-correct itself in order to probably to change to make their mar- their arms more healthy and and increase the chances of not getting hurt yeah, I'm I'm kind of like along the lines like no rule, but I'm just curious as to why teams haven't really introduced or like relied heavily on the metrics like like when Bauer was in the league and he was, you know, doing all those like tests on himself daily. Like, yeah, it's silly, it's annoying, it's probably, you know, a lot for teams to do, mm-hmm. but it's like why if you have that at your disposal, why are you not using it? Yeah. yeah. I guess guys probably don't care enough to be honest. They don't want to put in the time to mm-hmm do the the weighted balls and the stretching and everything that goes mm-hmm. into being a true starting pitcher, you know? You don't think pitchers don't want to do that? Not everyone's as invested, no. Not everyone has the yeah. same ethic. I, I think I I, assume, I'd say at like least seventy five percent of those pitchers, at least eighty at this point, are doing some type of arm care with sure. their staff and they're it's dude, they're getting I mean there's gonna be some outcasts who are like, dude, I'm just old school, but Mm-hmm. I, I disagree with that. There's not, I mean, most of those guys are doing something. It might not be rebounds on a driveline trampoline, but they, they're doing some, other, some something else. Right. But I mean, it, it, they're not doing enough, evidently. By the well, way. Like, we're doing of- the wrong thing, or it's the training regiments of yeah. how it's going. Like maybe mm-hmm. so so of- my thing is I'm going to compare it to like concussions in the NFL. Okay, the culture in the NFL is play no matter what. Play through injury, play through a broken ankle, play through a concussion. You need to be on the field. That's the culture in football. So baseball – Similarly, doesn't matter if you have a sore arm, get your ass out there and get on the mound. That's the culture in baseball. And we have to know if that's the culture. We have, and we have to protect these players. But, I think that goes back to like, yeah, like you got to protect the product, but at some point these like these teams have to really start implementing these metrics. I mean, it's not crazy to think that like certain teams are in are in the, the stone age comparatively to other teams as far as arm health, taking these guys' stats every day. Like, to mention power again, like, that dude was meticulous about where he was at daily. And I think – and he kind of was the epitome of arm health at that time. And it's like, I think as a league, they need to keep up. Like, there's got to be something done. I don't think there's a rule change or I don't think that, like – I wouldn't necessarily say guys are, you know – pushing through dead arm, but who knows really. Do you but, really not think these teams aren't keeping up? They're, pay, they're paying these guys. They're, I bet you they're all working on something. Do you think they're keeping the same metrics that like as power used to do? I bet you most of these teams are going that way for sure. I don't know if, if I should talk to somebody that's in baseball right now about it, but I would be 
at least half the teams are investing heavily in something. I, I think you're absolutely right, but I think you're misguided in that thinking that every player is putting in the same amount of time into their arm care. No, they're probably I think not. They're, putting a hev- they're putting a decent amount into it. I think at least 70 to 80%. I don't know. We should ask Will. Will's probably the, the nose guys that are in the big... Like, I, haven't play- I haven't played in three years. I don't know. I haven't talked to many guys that are still in pro baseball right now, but I would just I just remember all the guys we would train with that are were in the minors or in going and we the- also know players that I'm not gonna name names who were blessed with talent and don't have the same work ethic and got further than we ever would have. Mm-hmm. True, in- but they get point, to the level where they have they have people on their backs making trying to make sure that their health is somewhat decent. Like they they're barely- Johnny Manziel never looked at a playbook. That guy is an anomaly, but also hilarious. There are baseball players just like Johnny Manziel, is what I'm saying. That's true. There but, are people with Jamarcus great- Russell never looked at a playbook either. So who? There's that Jamarcus, Jamarcus Russell. Russell. <laughs> and it, Both and those players did well. <laughs> what's What's worse, being Jamarcus Russell or uh, um, and Manziel, or being Zach Wilson, who does look at the playbook and still cannot complete a pass? <laughs> Zach Wilson. He, no, didn't, Zach Wilson. he didn't make nearly as much money. <laughs> last last thing here. Uh, Manny, Taylor Swift and uh, Travis Kelsey, they're going to last? Dude, I don't care. I don't care. What? I You're don't the care. celebrity couples. I'm not into celebrity couples. I watch trash TV. I don't care about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. I care about Love is Blind. I want to see some stupid idiot marry some other stupid idiot and then them fail miserably and be like, how'd that happen? I don't give a damn about Travis. They're two healthy people. That's boring. All right, boys. Appreciate you jumping on. We will have Brooksy back on the podcast later this week. A lot of playoff action kind of tying itself up, so we'll have a lot to talk about. We'll talk about MVPs, Mookie Betts, Ronald Acuna Jr., and we'll talk a little bit about uh, how the wildcard race shakes up. Boys, appreciate your time. Talk next time, people. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.